is back. Starving for attention is back. You don't like high fives. I don't know. I don't, it's not, I don't need a high five. Welcome to, to Starving for Attention. It is a podcast. Turning the mic on. Jasmine Blaze revealing that she's not the biggest fan of high fives. Well, I just drank a little bit of coffee, which you know I don't drink a lot of like full caffeinated coffee, and sometimes it just makes me feel a little odd. Understandable. And that's why I don't drink it. What doesn't make you feel odd is uh, drinking this delicious bubbly water right in front of us. Oh. That's San Pellegrino. Yeah, never. For makes over me feel a century, good. Jasmine. For over a century, San Pellegrino sparkling mineral water has been an iconic symbol of style and taste. In a world of unlimited choices, the iconic green bottle with the red stars become a universal beacon of unique taste experiences. And with its distinctive gentle bubbles, the ones we were just talking about, the subtle nuances and perfect mineral balance, S. Pellegrino not only pairs well, it enhances the taste of nearly all cuisines and enhances the status of all podcasts. Why we drink it here on Starving for Attention, why we serve it in my restaurants and here at home for these special experiences, which we're having today. We're going to talk about in a little bit. The ones you have with family and friends at a dinner table, maybe sharing some carnitas like we will later. Spoiler alert. But if you want to plan for an unforgettable meal and a most memorable moment, make sure you got S. Pellegrino on the table to enhance your experiences and moments with unique recipes and culinary tips. You can visit sanpellegrino.com. That's sanpellegrino.com. Thank you, San Pellegrino. Well, for plus, being plus, like we mentioned, I mean, they're just clutch, clutch, clutch for, for restaurant workers right now. Absolutely. We've been mentioning it. We will continue to because, again, they donated a quick million dollars to the James Beard Foundation for COVID relief. And we still need the relief, Jasmine Blaze. This episode <laughs> is not the Quarantine Chronicles. We're out. Well, I mean, I think we just thought like five Quarantine Chronicles was enough. Because I, I, I feel like it's becoming the name of the podcast. It, did. So, Could, so it certainly <laughs> is a subtitle. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're leaving one part of maybe the pandemic trilogy yeah, th there's lots of podcasts that do that, that kind of do like an episode within an episode kind of thing, right? Like or an episode run within an episode. You know, I don't know. It's like it's a box uh, set. Very Tolkien. It's <laughs> Lord of the yes. Rings. Yes, and yes. this is the middle. What was the middle Lord of the Rings book? <sighs> it wasn't the Tower. Or was it the King of... This is... Yeah, I'm it's supposed it's to be king. a nerd. It's the King of something, I think. You're right. By the way, speaking of nerds, I'm making a uh, guest appearance on an X-Men podcast Are next really? week. Yeah. Really? You know that the X-Men are my favorite superheroes. I, yeah, I do know that. What's the name of the podcast? Well, it's kind of more of a live stream. It is Geek History Lessons live stream. Okay. My friend Ashley Robinson, who is um, reviewing basically like movies. So this is going to oh. be a review of the first X-Men movie. Oh, gosh, that was a long time ago. I know. You're going to go watch it, listen, aren't I, you? From what I remember, listen, I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but it, spoiler alert, it wasn't <laughs> Not my your favorite. favorite. Yeah. No, like Nightcrawler wasn't. And, and anyway, this is going into a whole level of sub nerd Sub-podcast. Uh, big day at the Blaze household. That's right. Birthday time. Quarantine birthday. Second one. And I, I'm going to just, this is me interviewing you because okay. we woke up. First of all, we went to sleep. I was playing video games, mm -hmm. which I should, by the way, I should just start broadcasting my video Twitch. game yeah. uh, franchise on Twitch. You might as well. I, I really should. What is life? You might as well. Exactly. So if you want me to do that, let me know. If you want to see uh, what baseball team I finally choose and MLB the show and lead. If you do, it'll just change the next day because no, you no, are then never I, happy with your choices. Maybe that's where it'll make me, uh, that's where I'll it. have to have the commitment. Um, 
but I was playing video games and you were out here wrapping presents literally like it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And Is that a question? Well, no, just like <laughs> uh, birthdays are big. They're big for everyone. Um, to be honest, I don't think we're a family that, you know, does the gigantic celebratory birthdays. We get to eat what we want. We get a couple presents. Yeah. And we yeah, we try to make it special. I and think, you're the um, boss for We the do kind of like carve out that day. You know, you um, in, in the old world, yeah, you traveled a lot. And, and we would typically carve out birthdays Ooh. as like a do not travel day. Um, still on the calendar <coughs> it's like do not travel yeah. uh, it's like I'm <laughs> you not. don't have to put that anymore yeah um but um yeah so we we, we do we try to make it special you know the, the birthday person gets to pick a lot of the things we do or they do in that day and and all that and this is the, you know i had a birthday in quarantine and this is mm. um our oldest daughter's birthday and it's just weird i gave everybody in the family a little pep talk earlier this week you remember that yeah about it what was weird about it was um, our younger daughter yeah. uh, and I were out getting presents for this birthday, and we felt bad because you told us that, and we thought you had a really good birthday. Oh. But it's not that the birthday yeah, wasn't no. good. It's just that That's not what you're saying. No, yeah. I, I gave you guys a pep talk and just said, like, hey, there's a lot of weird kind of emotions around celebrating a birthday right now. Yes. And um, I'm an adult, and I feel like I process them okay. <laughs> like, was able to uh, voice them and voice, you know, my my uh, particular state around it. But you know, when you're 12, that's not always the easiest thing to do. So, I was just reminding our family to, um, you know, go easy and and be gentle and loving and accepting of any kind of feelings and emotions that pop up. I need that pep talk every day, to every be day. honest. Uh, but it, I, and then you just really just jumped in though, and like really turned this into a special day. Like yeah, I, well, we're trying, right? I mean, that's that's the the thing about this is like, to me, and, and not that I didn't have a great birthday, but it felt like a lost birthday, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. Yeah, and I just you know I kind of want to avoid that feeling for her. So I'm sure there's other people out there that celebrated birthdays and kind of. Uh, I'd be interested to know if that's my own yeah. feeling or no. I th I I think that that's probably a pretty universal uh, feeling. Yeah. I had some drama connected to it because I had to go out and get these two giant balloons, right? That were for the birthday yeah. sort of reveal. Well, yep, we got yeah ordered and some balloons. I didn't even tell you this. You had to take them to the local grocery store. To Listen, get them I am up. not going to blow up Vaughn's spot, but I but just did. Yeah. <laughs> They're not Beach coming Vons. on as a sponsor. Beach Vaughn's. First of all, I didn't tell you this. I go in there with the balloons, and they're very nice, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're they're yes. very nice. They took care of it. They, they, they fill up the balloons. I get an organic pepper and uh, some vegan cheese. I'm, I'm over sure. A couple potatoes. A couple potatoes, I right. I saw the bag. And yeah. I bring the balloons out. I put them in my car, and I sit. I put them in the back seat. They're giant helium balloons. Giant. They're, they're like covering 40, the whole back seat. 48 inches high, very I big. think. Yeah, very big. And I sit down and... Sorry to blow your ears out there. Blow You're the editor. Pop, pop. I'm not, it wasn't multiple shots. Just one. And it would sound like a gunshot. And one of the balloons exploded as soon as I sat down in the car. So I did, I did think I was assassinated yeah. for a hot second. <laughs> Checking. And uh, I touched in the roof of my car, which yeah. is I have like a glass roof. Yeah. The whole top of the car has a glass roof. And it was like 100 degrees. Yeah. So this cold helium balloon Touches hits it. this 100-degree window and yeah. just explodes. Science. But there's not a lot of things open. So right. now the, each balloon was the number of the birthday. Right. And now what do you do? Well, I mean, like I you told you. You have a one. You don't like, have the other number. Yeah. I was like, I got those on Amazon. I don't know. But luckily, we found a party store that was open, right? Yes. A party, a party city doing curbside pickup uh, in Encinitas, California. I got to say, I kind of... 
as like a general introvert that kind of uh, doesn't look forward to human interaction sometimes, I kind of like the curbside pickup everywhere. Oh, nice. I, like, I can see that. I don't know. I picked up some books for the birthday girl as well at, at a local bookstore and I kind of liked it. Like I kind of like, like they come out in a little mass, they scurry out, they throw the books out yes. on a table and then they scurry away and they're like, just give me a thumbs up if that order is okay. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I liked it even more in the, and this is going to sound weird, but uh, in, in the early stages of quarantine yeah. because then people were really like, they yeah. really stay away from you. Yeah, now yeah. it's loosening up a little bit. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. By the way, listen, this is what I didn't reveal to you yesterday. What? What Bonds charged me to fill up those balloons. Oh, I don't even want to know, I don't think. I'm gonna I'm gonna just reveal it here. Let's hear it. Twenty-five dollars. Good lord. Twenty and I now you know You know, there is a helium shortage, but still that's okay. ridiculous. Is there? Apparently. I don't know okay. if it's still going on, but I remember last year there was a helium <laughs> well, shortage. I'm clearly not the first person. First of all, just so you know me. Yeah, this is a racket, listen. first of all. I don't look at receipts. Yes. This ever. is I'm I'm a horror I'm just like typical dumb dude shopping. Yes. I never look at receipts. I will pay for things that I aren't in the cart. Like yep. I'm just, you could totally trick me. <laughs> it's just, just I'm, I'm a, I'm a mark. Like, and I was like, what, $25 at the register with yeah. three people behind me in masks <laughs> six feet away. That's a lot of money for, for just, uh, we, that, we didn't even buy the balloons there. It's just for well, the that's helium. what they're charging you for, for not buying the so balloons So the lady there. was like, yeah, helium is $500 for that tank. But like, I don't need to know your whole like. I still, profit and I loss still would like to it. see some cubic volume numbers to really well, figure that's what out I how many balloons <laughs> do you get out of the five hundred dollars. What's the markup there? You got to sell five balloons. I mean, you, I mean, you got to sell what? How many balloons do you have to fill up to just make the money back on the five hundred? Where's where is our? Well, that would be twenty. So. <laughs> Thank you for joining. <laughs> no problem. Anyway, very expensive. Uh, another thing that's happening besides a birthday um, is uh, there's some guys outside on the deck right now. Yeah, that's true. There's, we are doing some there. home remodeling. Well, I mean, like the rest of the deck. world, I think, right now is pretty much... Did, wasn't it early on in this? Didn't Duff Goldman build a deck? Maybe. Did you see that? Probably with his Let's go bare back and look. hands. I, I'm pretty sure like he and his wife like built a deck during quarantine. Mm. I think. We'll have to go back and look at or it. Or was it a cake that, that looked, looked like, like a, a deck? deck. Genius. Duff Goldman and uh, his wife, Jana, were just on the Food Court podcast. Spoiler alert. I don't up. think. Yeah, it's not out yet. No, but people recorded it. Yes. People should know that there's coming some up. big talent, big talent coming down the road. Uh, but we're doing some home home repair. It's it's not uh, it's it's like most. I just said this this morning. And as a restaurateur, I should know this, but yeah. it's going to cost twice as much as originally slated. Everybody it, knows this. Everybody yeah. knows as soon as you take one thing out and you're like, oh, we're just going to replace this. And then you peel back the layers of your old house and it's like, oh, well, you can't yeah. replace this with this here. And then you have to go and you just keep going. And it will not surprise And eventually, people. like we had a deck out there in stairs in a spa and now it's all gone. <laughs> like, I don't know when anything's coming in to replace it. Yeah. And and t we've talked about this before, but like I'm so not masculine. I'm out there, and these guys yeah. are like, "We're gonna bring in this wood." And like this was this a, was this a four by eight here? I actually was this <laughs> actually was was by the open window when you went out there, <laughs> and you're know. like, you were like, uh, "It's a cloudy day today." <laughs> you're very cute. <laughs> I make small talk. It is a beautiful cr and cloudy day. The guy day. was like, "Huh?" <laughs> he was. I'm just out here to measure these wood beams. Yeah. I'm glad, <laughs> but great. usually I would follow it up with like, uh, "It's my daughter's birthday, and I'm making carnitas for yeah. her. Would yeah. you guys, would you guys like some lemonade?" Anyways, that yeah. was great. That was so a great, we're great doing moment. some, yeah. Uh, so we're doing that, and then y we, I feel like you just want to like 
like I said, we came up, you know, at first it was just the steps and then it was the deck and then it was a spa. And I feel like you're now you're just going to do a complete patio rebuild. Me? Yes, you. Oh, well, I don't have the clearance you to do that. Well, you're you already CFO. said that, that you have some, some um, wishes for our outdoor kitchen setup. Well, this is coming because of obviously the pandemic and we have uh, an outdoor grill, uh, a couple of little smaller grills, but we are starting to book our live show, Stand Up Cooking is now stand-up grilling and barbecuing, basically. And it is happening in our backyard. So uh, it has to become a studio-prepared kitchen. Like studio-worthy. Studio-worthy for TV shows. For you. For me. Oh, ooh, I like where you're going with this. This is an argument we had literally right before we turned on the sure. mics. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it wasn't has an to, argument. It has to look... We can't start every podcast with an argument, do That's we? That's true. Maybe no, we do. It was, it was, a, good. It was good, a discussion. Good energy. It was a discussion. <laughs> Uh, I just, the, the kitchen needs to have things in it that I think are professional chef worthy. And the fact is I'm never really home pre pandemic. So we don't have like a, I don't have Guy Fieri's big ranch outdoor kitchen. Right. Understandably. 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 Yeah. Um, and I need to, up, we need to upgrade. So it's, it's, it's creating a little bit of stress for me because. For yeah. Well, if you were to upgrade the outdoor kitchen setup, what's it look like? What's the hmm. snap your fingers Close your eyes, make a wish, click your heels together, and look outside. And what's what's out there in your world? Like, what's optimal? Wow. I mean, again, I, I'll try not to. N- I'll probably will. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not making it happen <laughs> well, either. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm probably having a um, you know a big smoke setup with a grill um, with a rotisserie setup. Uh, there's a like company the, called Grill the, Works that does great job. Hold on, the upright rotisserie, like the one for like shawarma and like potatoes. Oh, oh or I haven't even thought about that. That's oh, okay. there. That's the, that's the just horizontal. an add-on. The yeah. the vertical rotisserie you can throw on there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably a a restaurant worthy. There's a company called Grill Works. We have a big green egg out there. Probably another egg because I like them really well. They have like a uh, tabletop. There's a Traeger on the way. By the way, a Traeger. What's a that? A Traeger grill. Okay. So you know, I mean, Traeger these these grill. these companies have so camps and supporters. So that would be our fourth grill on the patio. Ooh. I'm just, you know, uh, the 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 original old little guy. You told me you're gonna get rid of it. There's a Stoke out there, stoke grill, but it's yeah. got an orange top. Honestly, it's, kinda, it's a dope grill. The 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 we have this like I, I bought it at Target, you know, five years ago, easily six years, uh, ago, seven years. I'm ago. thinking like it, it came with us ago. from Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so it's a ten year old grill at least. And it's just got an orange top. It's beautiful. And I'm thinking, like, I want to put a wok on it. I want to do some smoked wok cookery out there. So I got a couple grills. And uh, this led you to tell me that I was somewhat spoiled at some point before. Before this podcast. I just said it could come off as spoiled if you're going to get on here and talk about how you don't have everything you want. Well, (laughs) no, it's not that I don't have anything I want. It's got to be ready for cameras. That's all. So here we go. So uh, rotisserie, a big grill, like a built-in grill setup. Is that what you're saying? And then a a, a, a multi-level, you know. An egg and a Traeger. Grated grill. Got it. A rotisserie. I like the shawarma idea. You just threw that out there, but we need the vertical rotisserie. Yeah, I think um, that's probably. But there's other things, not just the cooking parts. Uh, there's also a little hearth hearth out there yes. that we have. So a pizza right. pizza stone. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Pizza oven. Maybe we'll come out of this and I wish we had a pizza. I'll get oven a gig. I'll get fun. another gig on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, day. the pizza oven. I can tell the guys that are out there right now at the deck to just knock down the concrete and and. Those guys <laughs> didn't look like the kind that could build a. No. Pizza oven. No, I was way... I was a wrecking crew, I think. (laughs) Anyway, what's your dream kitchen, everyone? Let us know on the Starving, the number four pod on the Instagram. Listen, now that I'm a barbecue guy, we talked about that. Mexican food and barbecue. 
I'm bringing them together. The next restaurant concept is going to bring these worlds kind of together. Isn't that a... I mean, there's uh, other what's people his name? Do Katsuji? It. Doesn't Katsuji do Mexican barbecue or is he uh, Mexican Jewish barbecue? Uh, he cooked he in a kosher something. restaurant. Right, yeah. That was like kosher Mexican. Mexican sounds like something yeah. that I've heard in my in my world and I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, I've I'm going to look it up. It. Maybe it is Katsuji. We'll have to ask. Or if him. not, no one steal that name. It's mine. I, I claim it. Someone's Claimed. It. Someone's, I don't know if I like it, by the way. <sighs> um, but I'm thinking more like Southwestern anyway. Like, you know, these these states, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas where Mexico creeps up and the barbecue gets good. I don't know. Uh, anyway, talking about uh, amazing global food, mm-hmm. Simon Majumdar's here. He did. He joined us. You know, th- uh, honestly, uh, we, we've talked about the format of this podcast so much and how, like, you know, it's not really an interview podcast anymore, or maybe it is. We're not sure. We don't know. We don't know. Or we disagree. We're not sure. Um, but I feel like this has been more of, like, just checking in with friends. Mm-hmm. don't you like it's it. not so much of like hey this is a chef that maybe we haven't ever met or we've heard of or we've run in similar circles and let's sit down and interview them this is more just like hey hey simon how are you yeah <laughs> hey 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 casey how are you like how, how's it going like you know so i don't I, I i've enjoyed it i hope you guys are enjoying it too because i think um uh, like i said just the organic authenticity of literally checking in with friends is what you're hearing. So. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I hope this is me just like critiquing myself, but like, you know, uh, early on in the podcast game, you know, you can talk too much. You can talk over people. You cannot let people chat. Mm. So what I've loved about these shorter little check-ins is just let your friends just chat, let yeah. them talk about whatever they want. And you don't need to step on them with a punchline that wasn't that good. Anyway, this is me critiquing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Simon and are all sorts of amazing we're going to talk about his podcast, Eat My Globe, uh-huh. the 10 miles a day, he's walking around the world, all sorts of crazy things. Reopening, yeah, just the the, re- the reopen. This is maybe, maybe we'll call this the reopening chronicles now. We have to come up with Reopening that. with friends and family, and yep. here he is, Simon Majumdar. Simon Majumdar. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> yes. You have no idea how much I needed a hello mate from you today. <laughs> it's about all I've got, but there you go. You can have it for free. Well, we know that that's not true. But uh, and, and even though people cannot see us, we are blessed enough to be able to see you on the Zoom right now. <laughs> and I'll get right into it. Are you, have you lost weight or is this just because you've trimmed the facial hair? It might be a bit of both. I have lost a little bit of weight. Uh, maybe that's not fair to say because a lot of people are complaining. But I go out for my seven-mile walk early every morning around L.A., which is a little crazy. It's a little bit like being in the Omega Men because there's so much nut stuff going on at four o'clock in the morning. But I go walking around, and uh, I know I'm usually usually about five o'clock, and I walk for a couple of hours, come back, and then um, – I'm usually at home before everyone else is getting up. I listen to my podcast, listen to your podcast, um, and uh, been walking around. It's yeah, it's fun and it's actually quite relaxing at the beginning of the day, and then, then like everyone else, I'm kind of stuck at home after that. Yeah, how much of a shift did you see in the four a.m. activity, five a.m. activity during this quarantine? It actually, is it the same? Not that much. I mean. A lot less traffic, obviously, uh, because at 5 a.m. you begin to see people beginning to get up, those of who've got early starts and stuff. But in terms of kind of people around, not much. You see, particularly now, we're coming into stage two, hopefully, 
I know a few of the cafes and coffee bars are beginning to open up and they're beginning to serve people. So I, I get this feeling now that we're definitely coming out of the, the, the deepest, darkest parts of it. We're beginning to emerge a bit, you know, uh, we're still, I have to say that we're, my, you know, particularly with my wife, we're still being very careful. You know, so much of my work is speaking events and stuff. The last thing I want to do is get ill and be taking that around with me. So we're still being very careful, but, but it's been an interesting, well, what is it? Beginning of March. So it's been an interesting few months to say the least. Wow. Now has the daily walk, was that always a part of your routine or is this because of the pandemic? I always walk because, um, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I tried to do a few years ago when I actually got a little heavy, I you know, wanted to do some exercise. Running is a little harder for me now as I'm a man of a certain age. And um, so I put my fit, I walk around and I do about 120,000 steps a week, probably every week. And do, when the pandemic's not here, probably a lot more. So, you know, if you see me when I'm filming, I go out when I'm not on set and I walk around and it's become quite an obsession <laughs> among many. <laughs> yes. Uh, one obsession of yours during the quarantine was to document <laughs> your facial hair growth. I know. I got, it was one of those things that you say in the morning. Yeah. I said to my wife, why don't I just not shave until this is over, expecting it to be a few weeks. And I ended up like Grizzly Adams. And about a week ago, my wife just looked at me and gave me the silent shake the head. And and we were, I was kind of traipsed to the bathroom where she helped me shave it all off. And that was it. And now, and but what was nice is I've put a picture up today on Instagram. Uh, I actually monitored each stage so taking the hair off the head then taking off the sideburns then taking off the little zapper goatee which was i wanted to keep forever. and then just with the big old bushy kind of village people mustache that uh, i thought uh, would have been quite fantastic but no it all had to go so now i'm back to looking like an egg i love the slideshow that you put up that was great so, that was civil. So that was 60 days. It's amazing. And it, it was about six seconds. And um, at first you think it's what a nice idea. And then when you're trying to kind of pull strands of three days ago supper out of your moustache, yeah. you realize that it wasn't such a great idea. But I couldn't let it go. But now now, now I'm back. <laughs> I can see. Now we're back to... Uh, we're back to normal. And so I'm shaving every few days as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm keeping pretty smooth. I haven't this morning. It's just a little rough and ready, but not quite what it was. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you probably, it was a reminder of how long we've right. been in crisis, which in the beginning you probably thought, Hey, it's going to be two weeks. No big deal. It was, it was a pro it was a scruff protest. Yes. You see all these people. That's what it was. It was a scruff, scruffy protest, but uh, in the end it won. So uh, yeah, it was Sybil won. So, so it definitely if, had if you to had to keep one of those stages, would it have been the, the YMCA, the big mustache? I wanted to keep, I wanted to keep the whole Zappa thing because I'm a huge obsessive about Frank Zappa. Uh, and so with the little soul patch mm. and the, that, I wanted to keep all of that, but no, uh, but it's still, maybe I'll grow a goatee at some point. I'll kind of sneak one in. It's, it, the thing is with my face, as you probably saw from that thing, it grows incredibly quickly. So that wasn't bad for two months. That wasn't bad. 
Well, I, I was a fan, and I am glad that you also uh, grabbed some content with it there at the end with that beautiful slideshow. Have you felt the pressure of having to continually produce, whether it's a glimpse into your life like the facial hair or to keep writing, to keep cooking at home? Have you felt like the pressure that I've felt of just like, we need to keep doing things? I have a lot, and it's not... Um... And it's not doing things necessarily for others. It's doing things for their own purpose. Um, so, for example, today, I'm not doing anything apart from chatting to you today. Right now, I'm going to be cooking for Sybil. I'm going to be watching, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever Marvel movie just because I need some. But for a lot of the time, I've been writing. I've written two more seasons of the podcast already with the research wow. and the you know, and writing it and then having it ready to go to UCLA history podcast, uh, which are, we've just done season uh, four, which is fun because you know, I love study, you know, my idea of heaven, much as I love doing the TV shows and hanging out with you and everybody else. And then the cooking, just trying things that I don't normally do. I'm not a great baker and a lot of people have been doing that. And also trying to travel, as you know, I spend 90% of my time on the road going to different countries right now i should have been on my way to be hosting a food tour of the greek islands and italy so you know that's that's mm. gone by the way said but what i'm doing is trying to travel through the food to revisit some of the countries the recipes that i've got from whether i've been in india or whether i've been in you know northern europe or whether i've been in africa or wherever i've been and trying to recreate some of those dishes just just for me that i not don't always have chance to do so trying to get i think trying to keep a sense of purpose and i think if you're as busy as we are and this is not just us it's a lot of people that not having that sense of productivity or feeling you're doing something is really really hard and i'm very bad at just lying in front of the television or reading a book uh, if it's not a book towards research so it's been interesting to try and do that i think yeah i get it it's i i thought i don't know what being in quicksand feels like but i had the uh feeling last night that that's what this is like it's like you're running and running and the sand is sort of slipping away and you can't quite get your traction but that's you, had a, you actually had a much a much darker um analogy are you going to share that oh, part God, of it yes, or just... share, share, i'd like to share some darkness what, <laughs> what yeah. was the well, what was it you said it today about the quicksand you said that you you have some part of your like internal uh mindset is is okay with letting the quicksand take you over if you under <laughs> remember well, that was dark <laughs> yes but but my thought is that under the quicksand you just sleep for a little bit <laughs> and then that's you a, come back that's it you're in like a hysteria that's when your mind yeah, telling it, you that i think one of the one of the hardest parts and perhaps one of the most useful parts is i have had to have some days where i just go quite frankly i've got nothing to do and i've got no energy to write and i've got no and my wife is very good. She goes, just lay on the bed and watch TV. Uh, and I, mm. and I, that's actually a real struggle for me. And some people might be a lot better at it. But, you know, both of us, we travel so much doing what we do in a similar way. And obviously with you, with the podcast, I can't even record our podcast because we, we do it in a studio up in Ventura. And mm. the sound here isn't great to do it in my house. And I don't want to do it unless it's perfect. And, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm just going to wait. But... I think we're easing out now. And um, I think this, you know, computers have been great. So one of the things I have been doing with some friends is I do 
once a week, I send them a recipe from around the world. There's like seven, uh, six of us, seven of us, or different couples, and uh, and they cook it, and I cook it, and then we have a Zoom meeting, and we've done everything from paella to um, we did we did Japanese taco rice, which is one of these things from Okinawa, where the servicemen left taco ingredients, and the Japanese kind of inherited them and made this taco rice, which is one of my favorite things to eat in the world. And you know, so we each week we do that. So in many ways. I'm actually connecting with people more than I normally do. That's the truth. Got it. Okay. Uh, so um, first of all, thank you so much for spending time with us. We want to wrap this up with a couple of quick fire sort of questions. Quarantine, Quarantine questions. questions. You fi- fire away. Yeah, this is kind of like our, we're reopening, right? We're, we're, we're in the process of reopening. So we're, we're putting some of the quarantine behind us. So we just want to kind of catalog where you're of at. Of course. Um, I know you said you're not much of a baker, so this first one might just be a, a all for naught. But um, did you bake any bread, yeast, quick bread, anything like that during the quarantine? I baked a lot of bread. In fact, I baked some the other day. I've done everything from flatbreads to naan breads to sourdoughs to you know sandwich loaves. So give it, give us a number. How many? Uh, probably about twenty types of different bread across the spectrum. Your gluten-free biscuits are a hit. Amongst right. uh, Richard Blaze fans, they, they they are really tasty. I have to tell you, <laughs> I, I make them a lot. And so easy. Yeah, so easy. So easy. So easy. All right. Question two: Your weirdest new obsession because of quarantine. My weirdest new obsession. Um, I mean, it might for, be the it might be the beard or the shaving of the beard. It, I think <laughs> I think it was probably the the daily growth of the beard and the monitoring that of their of that as it were. Uh, over the last few days and that's obviously come to an end so i'm a little bereft now but uh yeah. but yes i think it was probably the beard new favorite website or podcast uh, oh so my favorite podcast right now is one that i think has come out of spotify it's called winds of change i don't know if you've heard of this but it's absolutely brilliant so this is a podcast about you know the song the scorpion song winds of change which is a very mm-hmm famous rock song that was the hymn of Germany as it were almost during the breakdown of the the Berlin Wall so the end of the Soviet Union and there's actually a theory that this song that was this massive hit one of the biggest selling rock songs ever was actually written by the CIA to help break down the Soviet Union for this German massive German rock group the Scorpions and it's a podcast all about if that is true. And it's really, really good. Go listen to it. <laughs> yes. Wow. That is cool. I love, that, I that love those so deep, deep niche. Yeah. yeah. So niche and amazing. Uh, Simon, favorite new Instagram account or something you've stumbled on that's hmm. fascinates you? Oh, uh, do you know, I, I don't, I haven't really found one. I'm sorry. It's just I have my, my mates and I watch them, and but I don't really f- like follow it and look for new new stuff on there. My favorite website actually fell off. It was one called Hats of Meat, which was this man who just made hats out of meat. But I couldn't, couldn't find yes. it when I looked the other day. That is, that is for the win right there. Yeah. What about, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming you did mention sort of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. What is your new, do you have a new favorite Netflix show or, or yeah, something you, that you've are been you streaming? I, I am binge watching. So there's a couple of things that I've really got into. One was on Hulu, which was called The Great, 
with Elle Fanning and, um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of his name now, uh, Nick. Uh, anyway, it's about the life of Catherine the Great, a rather romanticized, slightly violent writing of it, really fun, written by the person who wrote The Favourite that won the Oscars last year. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very good, very funny. The other one is a beautiful um, relationship drama came out of England on Hulu as well, in fact, called Normal People. And if you haven't seen that, go and watch it. It's about two oh, kids who kind of meet I, in Ireland. I've heard. And yeah. it's, uh, it's a little, not one to have the kids watching because there's a few saucy scenes, uh, but it goes over 10 episodes and you get so engrossed in just this very quietly developed relationship. And I think it's, it's probably my favorite show of the year. Nice. Speaking of saucy scenes, any new business ventures? Uh, well, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of my uh, business, you know, a lot of it, particularly with speaking, when people can't get together, has been delayed till next year. Uh, but we're all, uh, I am talking with someone about developing a show around the Eat My Globe podcast, which is the history podcast, uh, trying to explain to people, you know, why food history matters. And so you eat something, like I said, like a curry that everyone goes, wow. But it's got such an incredible history and often dark history and also, but also about the people. So just to share, I love, you know, I love just sharing odd bits of knowledge. But the man who opened the first curry house in England, which is obviously well known for its curry houses in 1750 of all times, was also the man who introduced shampoo into Britain in 1750. So I love stuff. When I find these kind of bits of knowledge, I love doing that. So it, the show hopefully will be around that kind of idea. Oh my gosh. Plus now you've just got me thinking about launching a curry shampoo line. Why not? Well, I, you know, I should say I, I'm Indian. I think that would be a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need, you need more hair. Though. Yeah. I well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, now there's no point. It'd be a waste of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, to end, to, to, to leave us, what are you hopeful for? What is something that, that you think that's been good that's happened because of this crazy time? Well, even though we've had, you know, a lot of crazy political stuff, which we have all the time, I actually have noticed people being pretty kind, certainly towards me, me towards others, everyone, a little more societal. And I think sometimes, oddly, that given that we've all been separated, we've all been connecting, as I have, a lot more through Zoom, finding ways to connect. For example, I've got my family back in England my siblings and we often don't we have a whatsapp and we get together and there's stuff about family because you know my father passed away last year but actually we ended up doing you know whatsapp chats live on video chatting like this the dinners that i mentioned earlier so i'm hoping that after all of this kind of ends if it ever ends you know in with a line drawn through it and we go back to more normal, that people will keep doing this and keep in touch and not just go back to being so busy that we don't get to talk to each other. Because I think we've had the time to actually get to know each other a little bit more now. Yes, well, I, uh, sure. I hope that's the case. I see a little bit of that too. Uh, thank you so much for talking with us. Anytime, anytime. Besides the fact that this is our podcast, this is just, like I said, somewhat therapy for me as well, getting to hang out with my friends. Uh, where can people find... Uh, your perfect podcast. Ours is imperfect. You said yours you have to <laughs> do in the studio. It's well, we just no, do ours here on Zoom. Uh, so if you go onto any of your podcast apps, but it's called Eat My Globe. Um, and uh, we're, as I said, four seasons. We've done about 50 episodes, which is a lot. I suddenly realized that I've written about 300,000 words so far. 
which is a lot of lot of words that I've written for those seasons. So people kind of chase me sometimes and go, when's the new season? And I go, well, each season is like writing a book. So it does take its time with the research and then sending it to UCLA to have them check all the history and the, you know, basically you're writing a thesis every every time so but if they go and listen there's about 50 episodes if they haven't caught up everything on the history of the last meals on the titanic to the history of gin to the history of uh, escoffier to interviews with alton brown with ken burns which was an amazing one so it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun to do and i again i do that i don't you know quite frankly i don't make any money out of it it's done just to kind of make me feel good in my heart that I'm creating some useful content. So if people go and listen to it, I really hope they like it and leave us a a nice review. Yep, that's what it's about. I'm going to end this conversation and go leave Eat My Globe another great review. Thank you very very much. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on all the success of your podcast. (laughs) I don't know about that, but we're having fun, hanging out with people that we love. And always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Anytime, you guys, anytime. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by our presenting sponsor, San Pellegrino. You can find more about San Pellegrino at sanpellegrino.com. Starving for Attention is produced, directed, and performed by Richard and Jasmine Blaze. It's also edited by Jasmine Blaze. Our music is by Mikel Anthony. And until next week, stay safe, stay home if you have to, and stay hungry.